we are all living in a chaotic period. And this is a creative space where that chaos and social constructs may collide. But it is up to us to embrace and celebrate the culture, but to destroy and survive the chaos. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Chaos Zone. And this is the Chaotic Culture Podcast with Ked the Pro and Law. Please proceed with caution. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back. And thank you for tuning into this episode of the Chaotic Culture Podcast. It's your boy, your host, your favorite loudmouth millennial, Ked the Pro, aka KJ, aka Ked, Cage, whatever you whatever you want to call me, whatever floats your boat. I'm currently here by myself, of course. Uh it's going to be another solo episode. I don't have my partner Law with me. We tried to get up this past weekend, but unfortunately, you know, schedules just didn't, they just didn't, you know, fit together. Unfortunately, you know, when you have conflict of interest and in schedules, sometimes you just got to do things on the fly and do things on your own. Um, plus, we've been working extremely hard at our jobs recently, especially me. Um, a lot of changes have been going through my job, and unfortunately, I had to work seven days in a row. Mm, yeah, my body was really fatigued from that, but still, you know, I had to do what I had to do in order to make sure that I had money in my pocket and keep a roof over my head and food on my table. So I took a break. I suppose you already noticed because it's been about two weeks since I dropped the last episode, but uh, I took a sabbatical here uh, just so that I could kind of clear my head and refocus on the next content that we're going to be posting on this podcast you know went and took a trip down to south carolina you know saw some loved ones including my mom and my brother uh went and saw my grandparents they're still doing well still moving on you know of course we practiced social distancing of course i didn't kiss anybody of course we all wore our face mask around each other for the most part but either way you know think Things have been still going smooth with family. You know, there have been some changes because of the pandemic, but we've had to make do and we've had to adjust and everyone still seems to be getting along pretty well despite the adjustment. And in the end, that's all that matters. Grandparents are still staying safe and staying healthy despite their old age. And mom is doing the same. Uh, I got a chance to speak to my dad over the phone. I didn't get a chance to visit him, but dad is doing pretty well as well uh my sister of course is still doing pretty good uh nephew last time i checked was doing well with my niece just turned seven last month and i cannot tell you how much i want to spoil this little girl <laughs> my niece brooke i swear i've i've only gotten a chance to like really really see brooke maybe twice but she knows that her uncle kj loves her i sent her a gift for her seventh birthday she got a brand new pair of nike air maxes or at least they said that they were air maxes but <laughs> anyway uh they were they were uh bright colors and when my sister got them she said she would not take them off so that's how 
I feel, man, that that does my heart a lot of joy. So, um, we got a lot to cover. It's a lot to talk about. Mainly, there's a lot of things that happened within these last couple of weeks. There's things that are going on now that obviously, you know, we are paying attention to. For one, on the entertainment side, of course, we have the NBA currently in the playoffs, which is always a good thing. NFL is back. College football is back. I mean, for those who watch baseball, of course, baseball's still going on. Uh, but yeah, in, in regards to basketball, of course, you, for those who don't know, I am a avid Bulls fan. Of course, my Bulls did not even get a chance to go to the bubble, which is fine. I kind of figured that that would not happen. But I was so overjoyed when they fired Jim Boylan. Like, I'm so above and beyond the moon for that because, good grief, I've, I I thought Tim Floyd was a bad coach for the Chicago Bulls. But Boylan, whoo, boy, Boylan. I, mm, Let's just say... I am thankful that the Bulls are stepping in a different direction, and I'm glad that the new management of the Bulls was able to uh, recognize that. That being said, we just hired a new coach, and the new coach is the old coach of of course the Florida Gators and the old coach who stepped down from the Oklahoma City Thunder it is Billy Donovan Uh, about the pick itself for the new head coach I was made to believe that Billy Donovan didn't want to be a part of a rebuild but you know what I guess Arturis Karnasovas was able to convince him there's a lot of young talent on that team that just needs to be molded. And if they find a way to mold that and turn Kobe White into a star, then, hey, I'm all for it. It's definitely a change of pace. If they can build up that bench, cool. If Mark Eversley is able to like go out and do better scouting than Carl Foreman was able to do. Hey, I'm all for it. We also got the number four draft pick, so I'm happy about that. So we can continue building on that. Do I think that we'll get any of the top three draft picks because we're at number four? I doubt it. I would like to have LaMelo Ball, but I don't know if we'll be able to get him. So they're probably more than likely going to have to go with Uh, somebody else hopefully Billy Donovan can shape uh, can shape Wendell can shape Laurie Markinen I always butcher his name and then turn Zach Levine into a superstar we'll see we'll see where the wind blows in the meantime for the playoffs um, yeah, I definitely wanted a Lakers and Clippers Western Conference Finals, and unfortunately, we did not get that, but I always knew something was wrong with the Clippers, 
but we couldn't put our finger on it until that series with the Nuggets. And now we realize that this team never really gelled the way that we expected them to. Yeah, on paper, they had the best roster in the NBA, but sometimes paper doesn't translate to what you can actually do on the court. Clearly, there were days where Paul George was not hitting shots and he of course had this nickname of playoff p and that earned the nickname of pandemic p because good grief man that first series paul george was terrible until like the very very end and he started he was playing decent in the nugget series but then Kawhi leonard had a very very bad night on game seven the man like scored 14 points the entire game and didn't score any points in the fourth quarter now when you see that one of your stars and one of your teammates is having a bad night it's contingent on the other superstar to rally the team pick up the pieces and just go for it and say i'm gonna put this team on my back we're gonna score until the other star gets out of his funk and we're gonna win the game that didn't happen paul george just scored 10 points 10 points in a game seven in a closeout game 10 points Nah, G, I, I can't rock with that. So what I'm expecting now is a, of course, the Lakers to make it to the finals. I mean, at this point, uh, I don't think the Nuggets can stop Braun and AD. They were able to win game three. And so this game, this series is obviously going to a game five. But I just don't think they can win the series. Now, if they somehow manage to push it to seven, then you got to give credit to the Nuggets because the Nuggets have been the comeback kids the entire playoff run. Matter of fact, I wanted the Bulls to select the assistant coach from the Denver Nuggets as their head coach. Don't get me wrong. I'm not upset about the Billy Donovan choice, but... I honestly thought that if the Bulls were smart, that because Arturus Karnasovas came from the Nuggets organization, that they would grab that assistant coach. I, I definitely thought that they were going to grab Wes Unseld Jr. But clearly that didn't happen. Uh, it, it, you know, just things didn't happen. I mean, apart from the fact that black coach, but still, Wes Unseld is going to find a, a coaching job soon. I, I don't know with who. I, I honestly don't know, but they've done a good job with that squad, and I think Wes Unseld would be valuable to whatever organization hires him. But in regards to that, I definitely see the Lakers going into uh, to the Western to the finals, excuse me, and winning the Western Conference. Um, I said Lakers in six. They might do it in five. Who knows? But we'll see what happens. Uh, the on the Eastern Conference side, you got the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. Now, a lot of people slept on the Heat. I mean, a lot of people slept on the Heat. I was sleeping on them at first until the All-Star break. And then I realized the Miami Heat are a sleeper agent. 
get them in the right position and they can make a run for the finals. And sure enough, right now they're leading in the series against Boston 2-1. to one. I would like to see a Lakers Heat Finals. Nothing against the Boston Celtics. I think they're a, a great squad. You know, I, I personally like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, my boy Kemba from UConn. Like, I really want to see him succeed as well. Uh, but I, honestly, just the way that the Heat have been playing, even though they've been playing from behind and they were able to win those two games, I, I still think that they're going to end up in the finals. Now, if the Celtics get there, cool, whatever. You know what? It's it's whatever. Nothing better than seeing another Lakers and Celtics clash. But I would definitely like to see a Lakers and Heat clash because that would put in an interesting perspective of LeBron's new team versus LeBron's old team. And the main, also the main reason that I want the Heat to actually get to the finals is because, well, Jimmy Butler. Uh, out of everybody playing right now, Jimmy Butler is one of my quiet as a skept favorite people and favorite players and that's probably because you know when he got drafted to the bulls i didn't expect much of him and he exceeded my expectations beyond my wildest dreams and unfortunately the bulls fumbled the bag with him they couldn't build a team around him so they shipped him off to minnesota minnesota didn't want to win he did so they shipped him off to the sixers and he left the sixers organization because well they have too many problems of their own so he went to miami and it seems like miami is was truly the best fit for him because now you've got players that want that are down there that really want to win of course you got jay crowder you got goran dragic you've got tyler hero you've got duncan robinson and of course, you've got uh, his co-all-star Bam Adebayo, and that squad right there—they seem to have grown and really have, you know, they know their roles. And so I think their chemistry is ultimately what's going to get them to the finals. Do I see them be- beating the Lakers? At the moment, I don't, but I can never count that team out because, as far as it stands right now, the Heat have only lost two games, and that's. The- in in the entire playoff run and that's the same amount of games that the lakers have lost well actually now it's three but yeah so that's my view on the nba right now i definitely would like to see lakers and heat but we'll see what happens i'm definitely i don't want to say i'm rooting for the lakers but if they win it's definitely going to be a moment because of the unfortunate passing of Kobe this year. So if they win, you know, more power to them. Lakers are still not like, uh, they're not a least favorite team anymore, I guess, which is kind of weird because when Kobe played for the Lakers, I couldn't stand the Lakers. But now it's like, okay, well, I like Braun. I like AD. Uh, It's really kind of hard to cheer against them. The only thing that really irks me are Lakers fans. And because Lakers fans are the most, sorry, they're obnoxious. <laughs> they are obnoxious as I, I don't want to say the f bomb here, but they're obnoxious as all hell. Like I've never seen a more. I lied. 
I was about to say I've never seen a more crazed fan base. No, that is not true. The Dallas Cowboys fan base is is even worse than that. And, and God forbid, unfortunately, I know a couple people who are both Lakers and Cowboys fans and Duke Blue Devils fans and Yankee fans. How are you a fan of the four most hated organizations? I will never understand. I, I, I don't get it. I could never do that. I'm sorry, but it's just, I, I don't know. I don't know. Ugh, that's a disgusting combination. You Lakers fan, and you a Cowboy fan, and you a Duke Blue Devil fan? Oh, no. The only thing that would make that worse is if they ended up being like a New England Patriots fan, and which segues into my football comments. Um, I'm glad football is back. But I do think that when they were getting prepared for the season, they did. Um, they didn't take the right steps in getting, you know, really, really, really prepared. Uh, of course, they had this the decision to forego a preseason, which I honestly don't think was the wisest move. In part because I think you need at least a couple games to get warmed up so that way you can try to avoid as many injuries as possible. And yet we see all these injuries happen to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Nick Bowes, but well, Nick Bowes is a Trump supporter, or whatever. But yeah, you see that he's hurt and done for the season. You see, um, Jimmy Garoppolo is hurt. Uh, Raheem Mostert is hurt and is probably likely out for a couple weeks. Then the Giants, you got Saquon Barkley done for the season. On the Panthers, Christian McCaffrey, he's going to be sitting for a few weeks. It's just too many injuries right now. And I think the preseason would have helped get them ready for that kind of physical contact. And I mean, injuries, unfortunately, are an unfortunate part of the game. They're going to happen whether you have a preseason or not. But still, it's just really, really difficult to see. That especially in during a pandemic when, you know, we've been craving, craving sports, but not at the expense of other players getting hurt. So uh well wishes to all of those who are hurt right now um in the nfl you know praying for a speedy recovery so that way you can come back next year when you actually get the chance to maybe have some fans once we get this pandemic under control uh i am a steelers fan of course so my team started out 2-0 um ben actually looks pretty good uh when he's warmed up uh he I, I'll admit in week one, he kind of, I was kind of uh, scared only because I've just been worried about that elbow plus Ben is 38. And so I'm just watching him carefully because if he goes down, I do not trust my team in the hands of Mason Rudolph. I'm sorry. I just don't. Which is why I was hoping the Steelers would try their best to make a run for Cam instead of letting him go to the Patriots. But they believe in Mason Rudolph. I don't know why they believe in Mason Rudolph, but they do. So here we go, Steelers. Let's just hope that Ben stays healthy for the uh, remainder of the season. And that way we can make a great playoff run and try to get to a seventh Super Bowl win. So that way we can break the tie again. Side-eyeing you New England Patriots fans. Unfortunately, I my hatred for the Patriots is still there, but I do want Cam to succeed. I really do want Cam Newton to succeed because the Panthers really just uh, the Panthers they they dropped the ball with him again, and they they really mistreated that boy on his way out the door, man. So I and that's the home team, but man, whatever. I do hope Cam Newton succeeds. 
that's all that I can hope for, man. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? Um, we talked about sports. We talked about, of course, the return of the NBA, return of the NFL. Um, a, a lot has been happening, and I'm I'm gonna get to like the the Black Lives Matter portion uh, at the end, as well as the political side uh, in the next segment. But you can tell that a lot has been happening just within the United States alone, and it's really just. It's an interesting time. Uh, of course, we just had the Emmys, and I see that Zendaya got her Emmy. Congrats to her. I'm really, really excited for her. Uh, you, I did not pay attention to the uh, MTV VMAs. I never do because it there's no point because they're gonna just award every white artist there is anyway. I mean, look, Lady Gaga. I didn't even realize Gaga had dropped the project. And clearly she like won a lot of the awards. Uh, um, we see that Cardi B is divorcing Offset. I, I don't know what for. I, I, from what I've been hearing about the rumors, it's allegedly it's been cheating. Which, if I'm told correctly, this is not the first time that Offset has cheated. So... Uh, I understandably will agree with Cardi B and why she decided to finally leave. I just hope that, um, I just hope that she's able to come to, you know, some kind of when, whenever they do go to the courts that she's able to get everything that she needs and that they're able to, I guess, I don't know if she's going to make offset pay child support. I don't know if they're going to split custody. I don't know the details with that, but I just hope that everything just comes out right for her because she deserves it. Uh, let's see what else, what else, what else, what else? Um, Twitter has been jokes. Twitter has been absolute jokes. Uh, for those who don't know, of course, again, I am an honorary member of Tall Beta Sigma National Honorary Band Sorority Incorporated. Uh, but for um, mm, 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 we had a situation between we had a situation between Kappa Kappa Psi, Tall Beta Sigma, and someone on the internet decided to call them out for whatever reason. I don't know what that reason may be i don't know what provoked her to do it but this young lady on twitter was of course a is a member of uh sigma alpha iota uh the music fraternity which uh, for undergrad it's going to be 99.9 percent women and then for grad of course they do have men and women members but still um they're they are dedicated to music overall but you know kk side tbs are dedicated to band for whatever reason, she decided to call out those two organizations, those two band organizations, you know, saying that, you know, they're not the only music fraternity and sorority, or not the, the only music Greek organizations, which she's correct. I mean, there's literally, I believe, what, six or seven others at 10 overall. I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that number, but still, you know, of course you have five mu alpha symphonia fraternity of america and yes they're dedicated to music and of course you have sigma alpha yoda 
but it's why why call out itv why why do that i don't get it i do not get it you could have made your point about researching the other music greek organizations without having to try and throw kappa kappa Psi and tbs under the bus in the end you end up getting your feelings hurt and unfortunately members of your organization and your brother organization looked at you with side eyes saying nah you need to you need to fix that your own organization said nah you need to fix that statement so she apologized i i i mm. yeah i believe the apology was half-assed but i'm hoping that she learned that lesson like there are ways to promote these organizations without necessarily having to diminish the others especially considering that kappa kappa psi and tall beta sigma are banned organizations they don't just focus on music it's band related they have a niche it is through band but what do i know i'm just an honorary member i i I don't know (laughs) i don't know uh I know a lot of I don't know if a lot of people have been paying attention to this specifically, but in regards to uh, everything happening and everything going on, you know, we, we of course have the controversy with OnlyFans and Bella Thorne. Uh, I kind of hope that that gets resolved and I hope that, you know, I know it's a bit, you know, coming from the left to say this. I'm coming from left field when I say this, but I, I mean, I do hope that those who do have an OnlyFans and those who, you know, get paid to do OnlyFans content, whether it be just normal content or whether it be uh, sexually related content, I just hope everybody succeeds and that they are able to overcome this scam that happened with Bella Thorne, who, um, charged uh, an, an incredible amount of money to see nudes for people to see nudes only for those who subscribe to her channel to not get those so i just certainly hope that you know the, the, those workers get the uh get the attention that they need and get the money that they need the funds that they're re- reserved for you know i'm not one to diminish anybody's hustle regardless of how immoral somebody might think that other profession might be it ain't my place to judge i don't got a heaven and hell to put you in i leave that up to the lord almighty still when i come back i'm gonna definitely do a little deeper dive of course into our politics because we are less than six weeks away from the election. And I know that there is a progressive side of me that wants to like burn the whole system down. But then there's a realistic side of me that says, I got to do what I can to be sure that this country does not fall into absolute chaos. And unfortunately, the way that it's headed right now, if we don't get you know who out of office, we, we are headed straight for a total collapse at least in my opinion so uh, i'll be right back after some very important messages
Hey family, before I continue into the next segment, I just want to talk to you about a company that one of my little homies in the Hampton University drumline, aka Sticky Situation, has started. Naturally Bodied is a natural self-care body shop owned by Jada Buford, a biology student at Hampton University that offers handcrafted body care products for men and women. They currently offer various body butters and foam in butter cleansers, as well as body scrubs, loofah soap bars, and beard oil for men. The men's line, Royal Pride, includes a sandalwood collection that includes beard oil, a foaming butter cleanser, and a body butter. They aim to allow people to care for their bodies in the most natural way possible to get radiant, glowing skin that will make you even more proud of the way God made you. Naturally Body stands for blessed, opulent, dazzling, incomparable, exuberant, and dauntless. All words of empowerment and power that promote self-confidence in the way God made you. The men's line, Royal Pride, has the same message and stands for power, respect, integrity, discipline, and energy. So to get more information on Naturally Bodied, visit the website at www.naturallybodied.com or you can follow them on their social media platforms on Twitter and Instagram, and that's at Naturally Bodied. Again, follow them at Naturally Bodied on Instagram and Twitter or go to the website www.naturallybodied.com for more information. So, one of the things that I definitely wanted to talk about is something that, of course, just happened recently. We're talking about the death of Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg and why that is significantly important to us for all the wrong reasons. Um, Unfortunately, because of her passing, we now have... We now have uh, Donald John Trump is getting ready to, of course, push for uh, a nominee for the Supreme Court. And pretty much all the Republicans in the Senate uh, have said that they're, with the exception of maybe two, of course, Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins. um, Everybody else is just saying that they're not going to block the vote to uh, to a hearing, pretty much. So pretty much the they're not going to block the vote for a vote to come on the Senate floor. They're going to let Trump present the nominee. They're going to go ahead and let the nominee do whatever it is as far as making their case for why, you know, to be on the Supreme Court. And then, of course, it's going to come to a floor vote as far as they should nominate this person to the Supreme Court. If they do... 99.9% I guarantee you the 99.9% chance this person is going to be a super conservative who is very very young with little experience as an appellate judge and pretty much going to make 
rulings and decisions for not only my generation, but the generation behind me, for our kids and for our grandkids. It's bad enough that we were fearing where this country was headed, but now a 6-3 super conservative Supreme Court. This is what we were warning about in 2016. But it seemed that too many of us, and I mean black folk, but I also mean people on the progressive side who weren't too fond of Hillary, and I understand why. I can understand perfectly why, but this is what we were talking about in 2016, because if we had put more emphasis on making sure that the courts were more moderate or more liberal or more progressive even, and fair and balanced when it comes to uh, people of color, including black people, we would have been out there voting our asses off, or at least we should have. Unfortunately, the our side even the super progressive side did not think of the consequences of that. And and yes, I, I'm, I'm going to slam what we call neoliberals as well. For, for those of us who are Democrats and those of us who are on the left and those of us who are like all, all radicalized into super progressives. It, it's, it's really, really frustrating that we did not have long-term planning when it came to this. Yes, Hillary is not the was not the best candidate. And yes, Joe Biden probably he's not my 10th choice. He's not my first choice. He's not probably not even my 20th choice. But dang it, we have too much at stake at this point. When 45 became president, this was one of my biggest fears was that he was going to pack more judges into district courts, into appeals courts. And now he's getting ready to ram his third Supreme Court justice into the Supreme Court. That's three judges in only one term. And it's really odd because it seems that most of the judges that get appointed are in Republican terms to buy Republican presidents who didn't even win the popular vote the electoral college is something else altogether that's another story and why i think the electoral college is archaic one of my liberal friends had said that um he believes the electoral college is fair and that it gives other states rights to pretty much uh determine the you know the president of the united states because the state that has 35 million people shouldn't rule over the state that has only 900,000 people. But here's the thing. The uh, electoral, the electoral votes and the electors aren't balanced properly anyway. Why is it that 200,000 in the state of Wyoming can count for one electoral vote but then only one electoral vote in california is represented by seven hundred thousand. that's not that's not fair but that's not balanced anyway at least not in my opinion because that is exactly how trump won the presidency because 
44,000 people in Pennsylvania, 15,000 in Michigan, 28,000 in Wisconsin made the decision for 63 million people who did not vote for, or excuse me, 65 million people who did not vote for Trump. That that doesn't sit well with me. Now, I'm not in any kind of politics right now. If it were up to me, I'd try to find a system where if we are going to keep the electoral college, it needs to be broken down based off of percentages as far as how you win the state. So in other words, I don't think it should be a winner-take-all scenario. If the other candidate loses a state and they lose it by less than 1%, then I almost think that it should all the electors should be evenly split. The only time it should ever be a winner take all scenario is if the uh, candidate who wins that state wins by over 60% of the vote. Or in this case, 65, I'm not sure, but it, it should not be as heavily weighted as it is now. Whereas like, oh, you win the state by even a thousand people, you win the entire electors for one state. That's ridiculous. It's archaic. It's old. The Constitution is built to be changed. That's something else that I kind of had to get into an argument with on Twitter because someone said the uh, the Constitution hasn't changed in, in over 220 something years. I'm like, that's why there's 17 other amendments that have been added to the Constitution other than the 10 Bill of Rights. Dummy. And even still, even with the 27 amendments that we've had, it still does not benefit black people. You still have these glaring holes in the 13th Amendment that allow for the prison system to pretty much act as legal slavery. And it seems that I don't want to be one of those people who kind of jumps to conclusions, but it seems that all of these quote unquote conservative people that I talk to are either like single issue voters or do not know any amendment past the first and the second. Maybe I just need to stay off Twitter because it seems like half of these conservatives that I talk to on Twitter are not really conservative. They're just dumb and kind of go with the flow and are either or bots on Twitter or they don't know any better. They're not educated on the actual history of this country, which, again, is in danger because now we've got Trump is doing everything that he can to make sure that the history of this country is pretty much not going to be taught. So we, we know that he signed an executive order about the 1776 or whatever bullshit um, to pretty much counteract the 1619 project. So in other words, he doesn't want schools teaching about this country's ugly and sinful, painful and nasty history. He he just thinks that everyone should take pride in being an American. Look, I'm happy to be an American. But the fact is, you cannot 
distort history like that. You just can't. How are we going to learn from our mistakes if we don't study our past? Every person in the U.S. of A. should know about the evils of this country. Not even just the past evils, the current evils. We got one sitting in the damn White House right now. It's baffling. It is baffling. And this is why I stress voting, because I know there's going to be a lot of people who are progressives who are not going to see. uh, I won't say they won't see the importance of voting, but they're going to be so desensitized to the way that this country is run and the way that this country was built. Trust me, I get it. I think and I've noticed with a lot of the younger generation on Twitter that when Obama first became president, like they, I won't say have high hopes for him, but they didn't know a lot about politics in general when he became when he became president. I was 17 when Obama was elected. So not to say that I didn't have high hopes for him as president. I knew he was going to be way better than Bush and Clinton in my view, but I was already hip to how American politics operate. I'm no fool. Literally going to college knowing exactly what I was going to experience. Everyone thinks that Obama was just going to come in and change everything about this country. And I knew better. I already knew. I'm like, one, you got these angry white people who are going to be pissed that a black man had the audacity to become president of the United States. One. Two. They're going to do everything in their power to get their power back because when they have a taste of it and now they've lost it, oh, trust me, the the blood that they taste on their lips, they're, they're going to want more of it. And they will do anything to get it. And they got it. We let them get it because we sat home in 2010 during midterms. We came out to vote on uh, in 2012, but not in the same numbers. We sat home 2014, then we sat home again 2016. Thankfully, a lot of us woke up and by 2018, we were voting in record numbers. And I hope and pray that God opens our eyes to a lot of our people and that they go out and do their civic duty. Now, thankfully, I live in the state of Virginia, and Virginia has really done a lot of 360s, well, excuse me, a lot of 180s, because 360 will pretty much mean you're in the same spot. They've done a lot of 180s as far as the way that this state is run. I never could imagine that Virginia, the once capital of the Confederacy, pretty much would be a not solidly solid blue state, but a blue state with a majority in the House of Delegates, the majority of Democrats in the state Senate. You got uh, two Democrats as as U.S. Senators. You've got a good amount of Democrats who are in the House right now. Then you got a Democratic governor and a Lieutenant Democratic governor and a Democratic Attorney General. Never did I think that Virginia would ever see that. Even when I came here for college, I already knew Virginia was practically a purple state that voted for Obama. And here we are. I'm thankful that my area uh, has wised up 
to realize that the way that Virginia used to be ran, they, it can't be ran the same way anymore. There are some traditions in Virginia, of course, that are not going to change. Of course, we're going to get a new governor after next year, obviously, because uh, governors cannot run for more than one term consecutively. So that being said, um, thankfully, we've had the proper representation in Virginia. So now Virginia is starting to make strides towards becoming uh, a more progressive state. And then on top of that, I, for the first time since I've lived in Virginia, we got early voting. And then the first time since I've lived in Virginia, the uh, voter ID laws have been definitely have been scaled back because the voter ID law that was first put in place, oh, it was really strict. You had to like have yeah, like certain things had to match and it had to be strictly like a Virginia license or you had to be working in Virginia or things like that. Now you just need an ID. Doesn't matter which ID, as long as you have an ID. And that's great because voter ID laws have disenfranchised too many of our people as is. It's really a lot to talk about because I I don't want to go into this next segment without the without bracing myself because um, I'm recording this on a Wednesday and if you know what happened if you've been paying attention then you know exactly how I what I'm about to talk about. But before I get into that, I just want to say that this this is why voting is important, because I know that a lot of my progressive friends want a Green New Deal. I know a lot of progressives want M for A or Medicare for All. I know that we want to do our best to tear down parts of the old system and pretty much rebuild something that's more fair to all of the American people. But this is the consequences of what happens when we didn't vote in 2016. Now, even if Biden wins, I'm not exactly sure what we can do to stop a 6-3 Supreme Court majority unless all of the progressive and liberals in the in the Senate just stall, 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 and drag it out as long as possible before an actual vote comes to pass. I'm pretty sure they can find ways to do that, but it really just seems like we are going to be royally screwed here. And I don't know how, I honestly do not know how Biden feels about packing the Supreme Court, quote unquote, because they said that Truman tried it and failed. So maybe he can, maybe he'll succeed in doing it. I don't know if he wants to do that, but the way that it's looking is not favorable for those of us who have been disenfranchised. It doesn't look favorable for women. It doesn't look favorable for black people or any people of color. It does not look favorable 
for dreamers. It doesn't look favorable for immigrants trying to become legal citizens of the United States. It just looks like everything is going to sugar honey iced tea. Try not to cuss. I hope that I'm wrong. I sincerely hope that I'm wrong. But but everything, all indicators point that this country is falling apart. Climate change is really going to destroy our entire planet. Within the next seven years, if we don't act now, the virus has pretty much killed 200,000 people in our country alone. I, I don't want to say that I'm numb to this, but after what happened today, I'm, I'm very unfortunately desensitized. I am disappointed, but I'm not surprised at the way that this country has been going since I really became politically conscious. And now what do we do? Because you got people who are on social media who are really, really pushing the vote, but then you got those who are not and saying like some of the things that didn't change, you know, oh, but y'all said to vote. And why didn't this change? Like, for example, just going to use Louisville as an example, because uh, this is going to segue into this next segment. So we know that Louisville has a Democratic mayor. They have a Democratic council. And yet the attorney general, of course, of Kentucky is Republican. And he was like sarcastically saying, yeah, but voting changes things. Well, one, yes, it does, because if everyone had voted, you probably wouldn't have had that particular attorney general. You could have had someone who was a little more, um, who would have done more for what we were looking. There could have been more justice served in this case. If you're wondering what case I'm talking about, I'm, I'm getting to it, but still. Tad the people of Kentucky, or at least the ones who don't normally vote or the ones who, you know, are really trying to change this, the state around and had everyone like got it up and got up and voted, then we probably wouldn't be in this predicament. And, but I mean, here we are, here we are. Someone said, well, how does voting change things? Well, look at, I'm, I'm using Virginia as a perfect example. Virginia was ruby red. I mean, ruby red. It started off with Obama. Unfortunately, we ended up with a Republican governor after that, but it turns out he was a slime ball. But as that was going on, more people in the Hampton Roads area as well as more people in the Richmond area and more people in the Northern Virginia area started to vote. And now we're starting to see things slowly but surely start to change. We soon after the reelection of Obama, we get a democratic governor. We start to see more Democrats feel, fill, excuse me, the house of delegates as well as some democratic socialists. We see more Democrats start to fill the House. Excuse me. We see more Democrats start to fill the Senate in Virginia. We already have now accomplished two 
Democratic senators in the actual U.S. Senate, but now we're starting to see changes within the state itself. There are still some rules, there are still some laws that need to be flipped because clearly as one of the Democratic senators was making their way to an assembly, of course, Portsmouth and their old archaic laws tried to arrest her and indict her for endangering uh, um, a monument when really she wasn't but that's another story still those changes made Virginia into what it is now and now we see that now that people have at least in the state of Virginia are more active and now we see that changes have been made to the state that are more fair and balanced for people of color. There are still some systems in the state that we have to tear down. Again, just using a previous example, but slowly but surely, slowly but surely, despite the fact that Governor Northam had a pretty problematic past, he is still making strides to making this state better. Not to say that I'm a big fan, but I don't hate the guy. The man is a is a doctor after all, and he recognized the warning signs of the coronavirus and uh, p- pandemic. Like I won't say almost immediately, but he was like, "No, okay, this is what we got to do. We're we're shutting down for a while. Um, put out the mask mandate, and even roll back." some phases when unfortunately my area just decided to act plum fool so it just comes to my attention that we really have to do all that we can because if everyone goes out and votes change can happen it's not going to happen immediately I think that's another thing we are so 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 I don't want to say used to it, but we want that instant gratification. We're so bound to it. It's like, okay, we want something to get done and get done fast so that way we can be satisfied. Unfortunately, that's not how the United States of America has worked. In the 220 plus years that this country has existed, that unfortunately, it, it, that's not how it works. I wish it weren't so, but it's the the country itself is way behind on like the way that things should change and at the pace that things should change. But that's our reality. I mean, unfortunately, I'm a realist when it comes to U.S. politics, and I have been because I grew up in Ruby Red, South Carolina, which I'm hoping Jamie Harrison actually knocks and knocks out. And I mean, really knocks out Lindsey Graham. I I mean, please, please take his seat. By all means, I'm begging y'all to please donate to that man and, and vote for him. Because we clearly see that Lindsey Graham only cares about Lindsey Graham. He don't care about the people of South Carolina. He cares about just being in the in U.S. government. The man has been a representative of South Carolina, I don't know how many years. And then he's been a senator for South Carolina for I don't know how many years. I think what? He's coming up on his fourth term. So, yeah. 
please vote. It's really important. Things may seem grim now, but just remember, there's always it's always darkest before the dawn. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. We just have to remember to keep the faith and keep hope. And if we actively go out and make the changes that we wish to see, things will change. Yes, I know sometimes rioting can work because it screams of a people whose voice have not been heard. But unfortunately, we live in a society where if people see that you're rioting, they're just going to criminalize you and then pass tougher laws to crack down on you. And that is the basis of American fascism. Will Biden change all of that? 65% of me says probably not. But it'll at least course correct on the path that we are going. Unless you're one of those people who just wants to see the acceleration of the demise of America and just wants to see the whole country burn. Hey, I'm not going to hold that against you if that is your view. I'm not. I don't want that to happen because I really, really don't want that to happen for my sake, for my parents' sake, for my brother's sake, for my grandparents' sake, for my future kids' sake, if I do have kids. But, you know, if all else fails, if I see that this country is, you know, headed down the really, really, really wrong path and there's no turning back at that point, hey, shoot, I don't mind um, becoming an expatriate to uh, Africa. I'm looking at Nigeria right now. I heard Lagos is beautiful. But anyway, when I come back, we're going to talk about this Breonna Taylor situation. Don't move. I'll be right back. What's up, family? So before we get on to the next segment, I got to make one more shameless plug. Of course, this plug is going to go out to a very, very good friend of mine from Hampton University. You should already know. She is a classmate of mine. Shout out to Quintessence 8. Her name is Maya Butler. And she is a black educator currently located in Dallas, Texas. I'm not just here to promote her. I'm also here to promote her brand. Elevation, a higher standard. And this brand is pretty much a clothing brand that is apparel for HBCU and black educators. If you haven't checked out any of her apparel yet, I really suggest that you do so. She just made a dope ass Hampton University crew neck that I will be taking pictures of and be on the lookout for that. But also check out some of her other apparel as well. Not only does she make things for Hampton as well, but again, we've got black educator shirts and hoodies, as well as 
other apparel relating to HBCUs. Including, but not limited to, Howard University, Tuskegee University, Spelman College, Morehouse College, etc. So, of course, if you're interested in black educator apparel, or if you're interested in any HBCU apparel, please go follow her at a higher standard underscore on Instagram. That's at a higher standard underscore. Also, be sure to check out her website, www.apparelxahs.com. If you have any questions for her herself, you can always follow her on Instagram and on Twitter at Oso underscore Feisty5. That's Oso underscore Feisty5 for Miss Maya Butler. Be sure that you check out her apparel. And again, check out her website today. to remind you that black lives matter today tomorrow and every day this is a movement not a moment here's a message from the leaders of chaotic culture podcast we are guided by the fact that all black lives matter regardless of ability or disability gender or sexual identity gender expression economic status religious beliefs immigration status or location We encourage everyone to keep the faith and continue the fight. You're now tuning in to the Black Lives Matter movement on Chaotic Culture. If you're anything like me, you're extremely disappointed, but not surprised. It's to the point where I've become desensitized to this entire situation surrounding the case of Breonna Taylor. Of course, we've gotten a decision in the case. And unfortunately, we kind of knew what was going to happen. I wish I did not have to say that, but unfortunately we knew. We just knew. Because uh, the Attorney General of Kentucky, uh, Daniel Cameron, that coon, um, apparently he's, he spoke today and of course he talked about the situation and pretty much how the three officers involved, none of them were indicted by a grand jury in the murder of Breonna Taylor. None. One of them did get indicted for um, endangerment or property endangerment, it's, wanton endangerment, that's the word I'm looking for, but that's stupid, they pretty much grand jury voted to indict officer Brett Hankinson for wanton endangerment for blindly shooting 10 rounds from outside of the apartment, and That pretty much means that the walls surrounding Brianna got more justice than she did. Daniel Cameron says that pretty much the force that they used was justified to protect themselves. 
seriously but who fires 16 rounds into a house i thought it was supposed to be just two shots and then wait to assess the situation we can all go back and listen to the story about how pretty much her boyfriend had fired a shot not because he was shooting at police but because he thought that there was intruders that they were burglars so of course he was defending himself how does that how does defending oneself really and truly just how does that lead to this young lady losing her life because excessive force was used on top of that no body cam were used and we've already discussed the whole issue with no knock warrants but why did the police not have a body cam why don't police in Louisville or Kentucky for that matter have body cams it's crazy we make excuses after excuses after excuses for law enforcement that should be protecting us and yet when they mess up and when they do wrong they get a slap on the wrist I know being in law enforcement is a tough job. Again, I've talked about it before. I've got friends who are in law enforcement. I have a cousin who was in law enforcement. I understand. I might not be able to empathize because I haven't been in those kinds of situations, but I understand the need to protect myself. But still, a no-knock warrant based on falsified and wrong or outdated information and a young lady ends up losing her life because they decided to be excessive because they thought they were being attacked. I'm pissed, but not surprised. This is why we say Black Lives Matter. Too many times have black people, black women, too many times have we been looked at as criminal and too many times have our lives been taken by police who sought to be judge, jury, and executioner I don't get it actually I do a lot, I do get it the way that these laws were structured in this country were not meant to protect black folk they were to protect the white counterparts And unfortunately, this country hasn't woken up or progressed enough to realize that the laws that were put in place were put in place to disproportionately target people of color, especially black people. Um... I'm not going to give up fighting for justice. I will never give up the fight, but it's really heartbreaking to see that Brianna did not get justice at all. It's really crazy that Attorney General Coon Cameron found a way to justify her death. 
and then had the nerve to say that these influencers and these celebrities, you know, they don't speak for him, and he's a black man, and he can speak for the entire department. Man, shut the hell up. All, all skin folk ain't kin folk. I'm just going to leave it at that. That being said, I really, 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 really am praying for Kenneth Walker and Brianna's family. I can't imagine the pain and suffering that they were going through all while Brianna's name were, was posted all over social media. Some people made out of memes. Some people used it as a marketing ploy. Some people who were truly trying to get justice for her. And yet, and yet, here we are. 2020. No change. It's clear to me that the system as it is now is not going to favor us. And we can't expect justice from this kind of system. I know people are going to say what they want to say about voting, but we truly have to vote for leaders that are going to change the system. Leaders that look like us and think like us. To my white counterparts listening to this, if you are, I do apologize if you take offense, but honestly, I don't as well. If you are willing to fight this fight with us, I welcome it. But if you want to give up the old lame excuses that what about black on black crime or have this stereotype about black people or have these negative connotations about black people and still want to use that to excuse the behaviors of the police departments. I think at this point you should either stop listening. Because I'm not going to hold back anymore. I keep saying that I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired to quote Fannie Lou Hamer, but I really, really am. I've said this in another episode, but why am I still fighting the same battles that my grandparents have been fighting? I also want to send out a very clear message. To those people out there who have this idea that somebody is a millionaire, so they're not oppressed. Somebody has money, so they're not oppressed. Or someone has been able to be afforded these opportunities so they're not oppressed money ain't gonna save you from a, from a damn bullet wound 
Money ain't gonna save you from a gunshot. Money is not gonna save you from being targeted. Ask the president of the Toronto Raptors. Granny wasn't shot, but still. Money don't mean shit. Being an entertainer don't mean shit. Just because they happen to be in a better position than, than a lot of other people does not mean that they can't feel the same exact way that we feel or experience the same things. They might be feeling it on a different scale. That doesn't mean that they're not feeling it. That's why the NBA players are trying to use the platform that they're using now. I really could go on about this subject, but I... The more I talk about it, the angrier I'm going to get. I fear for me, myself, I fear for my children, I fear for my brother, I fear for my father, I fear for every person who looks like me right now. Because this season that no matter how much we fight, No matter how much we protest, it seems that we take one step forward and three steps back. And we get nowhere. And unfortunately, because of poor leadership in this country, it seems that we're going backwards more and more often, day by day. I really do hope that there are people out there who understand what we're going through. I sincerely hope and pray that we can at least start to turn things around by the time November 3rd rolls around. I've already voted early. I've cast my ballot. The one thing that I can at least do is make sure that people get to polls. Still. I just really just wish that more people could understand and not try to vilify black people because of protests and because of riots. This country was founded through riots and protests. I get I get why people say looting is wrong. And yes, I understand, you know, I, I, I get the, the thought behind it. I understand why you don't want people to destroy businesses and whatnot because you're effectively destroying people's livelihoods. 
but writing writing is the result of a voiceless people stop looking at the symptom itself and find out what caused the symptom to start why are we here Why are you still ignoring us? Why do you hate us? Why won't you listen to us? Just thought I'd throw those questions out there. Let you marinate on them for a moment. Because if you truly understood what black people have gone through in this country since 1619, you wouldn't make any and all efforts to try and suppress that knowledge. Germany still to this day doesn't ignore the sins that they committed that led to World War II and they're better for it. Why must we Why was why must we have selective memories? Why can't this country come to grips with the sin that was chattel slavery and the transatlantic slave trade? Why can't we both simultaneously be proud of this country but also want it to do better? Why is it an all or nothing situation? Why is it that so many people ask us or say to us, well, if you don't like this country, you should leave. Why can't we make the country better? Why do you assume that I hate being an American? Just because I want to make changes that benefit all people, not just white folk or not just well-to-do folk. Is it so hard for other people to feel compassion? Is it really that difficult? Are we truly selfish at our cores? Is that the very basis of human nature? I don't believe so. I don't think God created us that way. I know ultimately that we have to look after ourselves. But why stop there? Why can't we be more supportive of our own and of our own people and people who don't look like us or people who may love differently than us it makes no sense unfortunately because of this incident with Breonna Taylor's case like th those police are going to be fine 
they're going to go about their daily lives. Maybe they can look for another job if they weren't fired. Maybe they go to a different police department. I don't know. Fact is, they're still alive and breathing and get to live to see another day. Brianna does not. Fact is, they probably don't have to feel guilty about what they did. Meanwhile, a family is suffering. And unfortunately, the systems that we have in place protect police more than they protect black folk and black people and other people of color. Do not stop fighting. Do not stop fighting. For everyone that can hear the sound of my voice, please do not stop fighting for what you think is right. I hate to quote Dr. Strange here, but we really are at the end game here. Joe Biden, of all people who I'm about to quote, sheesh, I'm quoting Joe Biden here, but he really was correct in saying we're really about to fight for the soul of this nation. It's more than just that. We're fighting to protect black people. We're fighting to protect the rights of legal immigrants. We're fighting for the right to protect dreamers. We're fighting for the right to let kids who cross the border out of cages. We're fighting for the right for women to make decisions on their own bodies. We are fighting for the right to people to love and identify however they want and so choose. It's, it's crazy that we even have to still talk about this to this day. So many of our brothers and sisters who were taken and by violence of any form, whether it be through just regular crime or whether it be through police brutality, it's a lot of us who have not seen justice and maybe never will. But I hope that we can continue making strides. Maybe this country won't be where I want it to be by the time that I'm 70 or 80, but I do hope it's at least a little better for my kids and grandkids and the generations behind me. And I hope everyone out there is doing their part as well, so please. Once again, please be sure that you go out and vote. Register to vote if you haven't already. Please, please early vote if you can, especially if you live in the state of Virginia. Early voting is going on right now, Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Go vote. If you are protesting, if you are marching, continue to do so but please return home safely there's too many crazy people out there who are 
willing to take your life just because you want to make a stand, including those who are law enforcement. Please get home safe. Continue to support black businesses. Uh, For the black businesses that I shouted out on today's podcast, please definitely go check them out. I will forever, forever promote Hamptonian business. So if you have a business, please, 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 please get in contact with me so that I can promote you. I'm not asking for anything yet. I haven't got that far yet. But still, I don't mind dropping a free plug. Especially for those who have black businesses and especially if you're a Hamptonian. I'm truly showing what Hampton love is by promoting you. And I hope that you're doing the same for all of your colleagues, especially those who graduated from Hampton University. Because we're going to make it one way or the other. I don't care how long it takes me, we're going to get there. Your business is going to succeed. My business is going to succeed. I don't mean to sound cocky, but there's a reason why you call the Hamptonian boss. But anyway, if you were listening today, I definitely appreciate you tuning in to this episode of the Chaotic Culture Podcast. I hope that Law is able to join me for the next episode, but I do have something really special in tune for the next episode. I think you all will enjoy it. Because if we're going to survive this culture together, we have to dissect every aspect of it. And I mean every aspect of it. So if you haven't already, of course, like, share and subscribe to this podcast. Be sure that you follow the podcast page on Instagram at Chaotic Culture Pod. Also, please be sure that you follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at K3D The Pro. Be sure that you follow Law on Twitter at Law96 underscore and follow him on Instagram at L.JR underscore 96. Please be sure that you go and like our Facebook page, Chaotic Culture Podcast. Left it dormant for a little while, but I'm definitely getting it back up and running here soon. So please be sure that you go and like. I'll be able to share some more podcast-related content very, very soon. People are speeding down this highway. Sheesh. Um, Also support me in getting some better equipment (laughs) so that way we don't get this background noise behind us. I swear, man, people be flying down this highway. This is probably a bad place to move since I'm literally right next to the interstate, but still. Um, (laughs) Once again, guys, Be sure that we do our part. In order to survive the chaos, we must embrace the culture. Hashtag embrace the culture. This has been Ked the Pro signing off. Be blessed. Be safe. God is love. Peace. Thank you for joining us on this edition of the Chaotic Culture Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be 
sure to like, share, and subscribe to our pod and check out previous episodes as well. Go ahead and follow the Chaotic Culture Podcast page on Facebook and follow at Chaotic Culture Pod on Instagram. Also, be sure to follow our personal pages. You can follow Law on Instagram at L.JR underscore 96 and myself, K3D the Pro, on Instagram and Twitter. Please also do us the courtesy and follow our featured artists and guests listed in the episode description. If you like this beat, follow at the RJ Stackhouse on Instagram and his Twitter page at RJ Stackhouse for more music and music related content. I hope today's episode blessed your souls and stimulated your mind. Until next time, folks, remember embrace the culture, survive the chaos. This has been Ked the Pro with Chaotic Culture Podcast. Be blessed, be safe. God is love. Peace.